This is a diet of Brussels. What have we learnt from David Cameron's uh, letter to Donald Tusk uh, and his speech? Um, today's uh, got lots of things happening with David Cameron. He's given a speech at uh, Chatham House. And he's followed that up with a letter to uh, Tusk, who is the president of the European Council. In essence, what this was flagged as was uh, a uh, clarification of the key objectives of the British government in the renegotiation. Um, largely, it has to be said, driven by the demands and the uh, frustration of other EU uh, member state leaders uh, and of the uh, European Union uh, itself, uh, not really knowing what uh, David Cameron wanted precisely. So he has uh, cleaved to that and has produced a, a six-page letter, uh, which uh, we might uh, think about uh, briefly. Uh, in essence, I think we, we, we can note uh, a number of points. First one is, there is that uh, the four areas of renegotiation are ones which we had long understood. So it's talking about the relationship between uh, Eurozone members and those outside, obviously including the UK. Secondly, uh, competitiveness. Thirdly, uh, sovereignty. And fourthly, uh, immigration and welfare uh, benefits. Now, if we look at each of those, uh, we do find some more detail uh, from what uh, Cameron had uh, uh, mentioned before, but frankly, not really very much uh, that we didn't already know. So if we look at the economic governance uh, provisions, it's uh, trying to include some clarification of what it is that's been looked for in terms of the non-discrimination against uh, the uh, outs uh, from the Eurozone. Uh, interestingly, several people have uh, picked up already on uh, the way in which financial supervision uh, seems to be uh, pushed down to a national level rather than kept at an EU level. Um, and that's something which marks a bit of a change in position of uh, the British government who seem to have been interested in financial stability at that uh, EU level. The, the area on competitiveness remains really as vague as it ever was. Basically, it's saying we should do more uh, to uh, improve our trade relations with uh, other partners and that we should try and reduce the burden of regulation, but nothing really very specific at all. Uh, where where it gets a bit more specific is perhaps uh, in relation to sovereignty. Um, there's this introduction of a phrase uh, that uh, Cameron wants a formal, legally binding and irreversible way of capturing uh, the changes to uh, ever closer union, the language around that, and uh, a commitment that the UK does not have to uh, uh, be part of that. Now, uh, the slightly awkward phrasing uh, used there suggests that somebody's had a chat with their uh, uh, attorney general uh, or their other legal advisors and that this uh, points to, to a way forward, possibly in uh, a manner not too dissimilar from the uh, Danish uh, clarifications uh, back in the uh, early 1990s, which I'll talk about in the next episode. But still really not very uh, much uh, detail here. The real, uh, I think, uh, key point is the fourth area, which is about access to benefits uh, and management of migration. Uh, Cameron has... Uh, 
not step back from his desire to limit uh, in-work benefits uh, to uh, a four-year qualifying period. Now, already that has been made clear uh, by a lot of uh, legal commentators and by other member states that that's not an acceptable point. But at the moment, that looks like the key area where uh, concessions might be sought. We need to be careful here. Uh, The economic impact of uh, that kind of restriction is probably fairly small on the basis of uh, analysis done by various people. But politically, it's the kind of substantial uh, gain and goal which uh, David Cameron could reasonably go back to the public and say, here is a significant concession. So I think a lot of the interest now will be on that. Beyond the, that, that content, what this does is it opens the, the formal process, if you like. Uh, there is a likelihood that come uh, December and the European Council then that there will be a proper substantial and substantive discussion. Uh, Tusk has already indicated that he's going to start working on bilateral and multilateral negotiations at his end and that uh, the, the ball will keep moving. Final points, uh, and comes back to the thing that I mentioned in my uh, six-month review uh, yesterday. The timeline remains no clearer. Cameron, responding to questions after his speech, said that uh, he would only fix a date when he had finished the renegotiations, that any other date was uh, up in the air. So, still, your guess is as good as mine.